Welcome to the Roxborough Church Podcast. For more resources and information, visit RoxboroughChurch.org. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. Praise the Lord, everybody. It's good to see you. You know, I had, wait, wait, let me see. Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord? I had a few conversations out there before service started. And a few people came for prayer, and they, they need a prayer before service started. And the, the thing about it is we, we got to remember and be mindful that we have to be in the worship spirit and the worship heart when we enter into the gates of the Lord with thanksgiving and praises in our heart because you never know who you're going to meet or interact with, or you never know who's coming in that needs prayer, never know who's coming in that needs encouragement. And so we always have to have our happy Jesus face on, and we have to always be ready to say hallelujah, everybody. Amen, amen, amen. If you would turn with me to Ephesians chapter 4. And while you're looking for it, this is just a song in my heart. I need thee, oh, I need thee every hour. I need thee. song, could you sing it with me? I need thee, oh, I need thee, every hour I need thee, oh, bless me now, my I come to thee. And in the culture where we came from, we used to say, Now everybody say yes, 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 Lord. Everybody say yes, 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 Lord, I come to Thee. Come on, let's give Jesus a hand clap. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. You know, I felt like praising the Lord. I, w- I was up since 3 o'clock last night. And I was like, Lord, are you going to ever let me sleep? And, and I remember somebody said, we'll get enough rest when we not, you know, when, when it's our time to go. But while we're here, we got to work in the field, and we got to get up, and we got to talk to the Lord early in the morning so he can give you instructions on the day and what to say. Because if you don't, then you're going to miss it. Amen? We don't want to miss what God has. Amen? And so beginning at verse 1, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1, It says, as a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live life worthy of the calling you have received by completely humble 
and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bind of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope where you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, when he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to, many, to his people. What does he ascended means except that he also descended to the lower earthly region? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers to equip his people for the work of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming, instead speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him the whole body, joined, held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself in love as each part does its work. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the reading of your word. We ask that you will walk it through the aisles into the hearts and the minds of your people. We ask that you would speak clearly, instruct, Lord, reprove, encourage, and unite us together as one church. In Christ's name we pray. Let the church say amen. 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 Y'all know I'm an amen guy. Growing together in Christ. Amazing enough that we, from all different ethnic groups, all different lifestyles, have come together for this one common purpose, to get to know this Savior, this Jesus, this Christ. Paul was speaking of the unity of the body of Christ and the spiritual conduct of every believer. He declares that there is one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. And by this, he meant that the believers eternally united as one in Christ, who was purchased by the shedding of his blood. Paul affirms that the Gentiles, the non-Jews, is to be reconciled to God as well and to be brought into his people as his people. That where Paul explains how the believers should live in unity and peace 
that would accomplish through Christ. Paul begins to emphasize the oneness of God's people as we learn and grow and mature and love together in Christ. That's basically it. We come together to learn, to grow in Christ. The only thing that don't grow is something that's dead. When you're in Christ, you are now awakened. You are alive in Christ. So you are to grow. He said, and some I planted, others I watered, but it's God that gives the increase. And so God wants to see us grow. Paul says in the, first, in, in the first scripture, he says that I am a prisoner. He says, for this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for the sake of the Gentiles. Now, Paul, at the time, was Saul. He was simply minding his business on his way to Damascus. He, he didn't, he had a mission. He was persecuting the church. He was persecuting Christ. He was about his business, riding on his horse, him and his crew, on his way to Damascus. Then boom, a flashing light of Christ, coming, literally smacks him off the horse and blinds him. So Paul was taken in as a prisoner for Christ. But here, He wasn't thinking about doing anything good. He wasn't thinking about helping the church, building the people, uniting the people. Paul was on his way to divide and conquer, destroy, still kill and destroy. But then Jesus comes into his life and gives life. He comes as a flashing light and he says, Paul. He says, Saul, Saul, why have thou forsaken me? It's like, I don't, I mean, I know about you, but I don't even know you. Like, don't just be hitting me off my horse. And, I mean, just, well, wait a minute. Who, who are you? What are you? And Christ begins to explain to him who he is. We come into the church blindly sometimes, just need a word of encouragement. Not sure. You know, our lifestyle does not even compare to what Christ is calling us to do. It, it doesn't even compare. We, we're opposite, but then we meet Christ, and he unites us, and he teaches us, and he gives us vision. He gives us sight. He gives us insight, and we become a prisoner of Christ, like Paul became a prisoner of Christ. But here, as he grows, and he learns of Christ, and he gets to commune with Christ, Paul learns, is I'd rather be a prisoner of Christ than to roam freely in hell. It's like, I'd rather be bound by his word, then have the words of my mouth come out freely that will lead me into eternal damnation. I'd rather breathe and live life in Christ. I'd rather be bound. I'd rather be a prisoner of Christ than to roam freely in this world and end up going to hell. So because of Christ's love, he saved him at that moment. He changed his life. And not only did he change his life, he changed his name. He called him Paul. We don't like changes. See? We don't like changes. Christ come in and say, hey, you can't do that no more. Well, I've been doing this all my life. Is it a way I can do it and still please you? No. You can't. You got to let it go and let God. 
You got to trust. There is a greater calling. Paul understood there was a greater calling. There's a greater responsibility. What can be more greater than to divide and conquer? Do you know that will put me on top of the world? Yeah, but this world is nothing compared to the glory that is awaiting you in heaven. In the presence of Christ, this world cannot offer you. You can give me everything you want. And I'm telling you right now, first and foremost, I can't take it with me when I die. The only thing that I can take when I die is me, my soul, to stand before God. But then there's another thing I can take. There is salvation. <laughs> there's redemption. There's that blood. Don't forget that. I need that. And so when God looks at me, and right before he says, well done, Charlie, and you can say it, you can use your name if you want to, but I'm talking about me. When God says, well done, Charlie, I want him to see the blood of Christ. Because if he don't see that, then he's going to see Charlie, and he knows what Charlie used to do, and he knows. So if he don't see that blood, he's going to recount my old ways, and he judged me by that. But because of the blood of Christ, that crimson blood that's on me, he's going to look and all he's going to see is his son. He's going to say, oh, well done, Charlie. You did right. You made the right decision. Paul made the right decision. He said, I live bound to this work to win. Regardless of your ethnic background, I come now to unify this body, to bring glory to this true and living God, walking worthy in the high calling with the sense of honor and privilege to serve Christ. He understood that divide and conquer is nothing, but Christ is to gain. Even if I die in Christ, it's to gain. Give me Jesus. He said, listen, Jesus. Listen, I remember bar stool. I remember late nights. I remember staggering. I remember cops coming. Remember fear. But I don't have that lifestyle no more. I walk with joy in my heart. I'm like, whoa. People say, why are you always smiling? Oh, you don't know my story. I'm still here. Turn 50. Somebody used to say to me, I thought you'd be dead or in jail. Yeah, well, that's your thought. But God had me in his thoughts. Says, therefore, do not let your evil be spoken of. Paul had to be an example. We, as believers, we have to be examples. Like, we can't let our good be evil spoken of. They say, walk worthy of the calling of God. This is in Romans 14, 16. It says, therefore, do not let what you know is good to be spoken as of evil. Walk worthy of the calling of God while creating one family in Christ requires his children to live in a manner that honors his work. I remember my mom. Her name is Bernitha. I call her that every now and then because I'm 50 now. <laughs> and she's not going to put me on time out. And she's in bed. can't send me to my room. But I remember her. We used to go somewhere. And we'd be driving in the car and we'd get there. And family's going to be there. Her friends are going to be there. Before we get out the car, she said, well, well, behave yourselves. 
and do not embarrass me. Or else you will be embarrassed. Now, many of you don't really know Vernita. None of you really know her. But let me just tell you right now that I'm a believer in Christ because Vernita put the fear of God in my heart. I, I feared her. See, back in those days as kids, you know, the threat of mom, you know, whenever you mess up, they say, you got a bathroom? No, no. They would take you to the bathroom, and you would hope that the bathroom didn't have a lot of space. You don't want to give her space in that bathroom. You're hoping that it's a little bathroom where she can just grip you up and just da 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 opposed to pulling something back. You don't want that. But see, nowadays, nowadays, I, I wish I could grow up nowadays, because nowadays, let's talk to the kids. Let's, let's instruct them properly. Stop it. Don't do that. Get up. And you, we didn't have that. It was like, mm-hmm. But we didn't have that. We, we, they, they, they would talk. They, they, would, they, would, they, would, they would reason with the kids now. Now they reason with the kids. He said, Lord, why couldn't I grow up in this time? He said, you are in me. I reason with you. I don't spank you that like that. I don't, I don't threaten you, but I love you to the full capacity that you will look at my love and say, all right, I'll, I'll behave. So now we're, we're, we are heading into a life of Christ because he's changing the world that seems unchangeable. Y'all missed that. Listen. Christ, he reasons with you. He loves you past your mistakes. He forgives you when you offend him. When you ask for it, he gives it to you justly. What? You mean to tell me? Now, I wish that, I wish that some humans can forgive some stuff. I wish that some people could have enough compassion to just forgive. But, but see, what God is doing is he said, I'm going to grow you in my love. And it's like step by step. It's like, okay, I'm down here. I'm terrible. I messed up. He said, come up a little higher. Get a view of where you messed up at. And then he says, well, come up a little higher so you can see even better. See, that's, that's where you messed up at. That's where I loved you at when I brought you up. And then I loved you more when I took you higher. Come on up a little higher. And he says, come on up a little higher. And so wait a minute. Lord, I'm all the way up here. Do I belong up here? He said, yeah, because I descended down to the lower parts to get you, to bring you to a higher place in me. And now here we are in the high place of Christ. And we can't say hallelujah when somebody say hallelujah. I ought to be like, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Eh, I get emotional. Why? Because... In a time when nobody else cared, Christ did. When nobody wouldn't call my name for anything good, Christ did. When nobody seen good in me, Christ did. When nobody thought that I would live past 50, Christ did. And I still look 30. <laughs> oh, wait, whoa. Humility and gentleness. With patience, it's a natural result of being filled with God's spirit. I must be humbled about it. All right, 35. 
but Christ has been good to me. You can't look at me now and know my past. When the glory of the Lord fills this temple, you can't tell that somebody walked through hell to get to Jesus. But they was being escorted by him the whole time because he descended to the lower parts just for you. I can imagine Jesus going into hell. I can imagine just, 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 just me. I like uh, the Marvels. I like comics. But I can imagine, because Jesus is my superhero. I don't know about you. I can imagine him walking through hell, right? Hell is going crazy. Here he comes. We got him now. We're going to stop him. Now, the resurrection hasn't happened yet. We got him. Grave got the grip on him. Death done got him. We got him. We got him. And I, I, I most guarantee you, Lucifer probably sitting somewhere saying, no, we don't got him. No, y'all just don't know him like I know him. See, the enemy ain't going to fight God because he needs permission to fight us from God. I that. Did you grab that? Yes. Grab that. Grab that. God is always in control. Yes. Lucifer probably was like, he, he, he just coming for the keys and the power. He, I got to get it to him. I was just holding it for him anyway. Why? Because even your enemy knows that Christ is greater. So if your enemy knows that Christ is greater, then we should know that Christ in us is greater. Greater is he that is in us than he that is of the world. When we get that knowledge and we get to understand that and we mature and grow in Christ, next thing you know, it's easier to love one another. Because then you realize, wow, Christ, he dealt with me and my sin. And he embraced me. He put up with me. And so it should be easy for us to put up with one another since believers belong to one family, one God. We must bear with one another. The saying really goes that you can pick your friends, but you can't pick your family. You can pick your church, but you can't pick who you worship with. I thought y'all was going to be like... <laughs> you, can pick your, you can pick your friends, but you can't pick your family. You can pick your church but you can't pick who you worship with. You got to love who you worship with. You got to love the person that's sitting way back there in the corner. You got to love the one that's up front. You got to love the one that's in the middle pew. You got to love because guess what? They're only going to know who we are by the way we love one another. And if we don't show any love towards one another, how can we be the image of Christ because he loved us regardless, regardless of our sins. He didn't come and say, ah, oh, well, um, because you was good yesterday, I'm going to give you grace. No, he set that in motion well before the foundations of the earth. He said, listen, I'm, you mind. I want that one right there. I want that one. I want that one. And look, he chose all of us because we're sitting in his house now. We're chosen for something greater. We're chosen to fellowship with one another. We're chosen to love each other. We're chosen to worship with God. We are united in the spirit, by the spirit, unitedly together as one family with the works of the Holy Spirit. He has bound us together. They say blood is thicker than water. Yeah, but the spirit is thicker than all. Yes. 
And the blood of Christ is thicker than any blood you can imagine. It never loses power. Family members might walk away from you, but Christ, he said, I won't lose not one. And so with that, you want to be bound by peace. Paul often describes Christ as a man of peace. The Bible calls him the Prince of Peace. The work of Christ leads to peace between God and humanity and between Jews and Gentiles, between races, between the rich and the poor. Even between the guy with the little belly and um, the workout guy. I look at him and I say, I want to get like that. And he said, this is how you got to work it out. So you look at Christ and you say, I want to get like that. He said, well, this is how you got to work it out. And we have to mature and we have to grow one body, one spirit. In 1 Corinthians 12, it says, even so the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now the foot should say, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I don't belong to the body. It would not, for that reason, stop being a part of the body. You might come to church and you might not work on a ministry team. You might not go to the small groups. You might not come to prayer and Bible study. But you're still a part of the family. And at some point, somebody in the family is going to ask you, why don't you come? Or give you an invitation to come. Why? Because that's what Jesus said, come unto me, all you that labor with the heavy laden, I give you rest. You can't tell me without Christ. You, you can't. It's, it's, it's impossible. You need Christ for rest. You need that one faith, that one baptism. I mean, baptism, that's how we show everybody, hey, we Christians now, we get dipped in the water because that's what the Lord said, be obedient. Show them all. Jesus said, listen, baptize me, John, because I need to be an example because I came to be the ultimate example of how to live holy. And so here he is. He's coming to get baptized. So we all get baptized. And when he had a baptism, there's three people that got baptized. I'm telling you right now, I wanted to jump in the pool too. Even though I've been baptized, it just seems so cool to do it again. Only because I just, I'm in a new place. Dip me again. When God takes me to a higher place, dip me again. Listen, every time I jump in the pool, I always tease everybody and say, whoa, baptize. Why? Because I got to remind myself daily that I am in this walk. And I have to be an example. It's good to be able to show people that you walk in Christ. It's good to be able to show people that you're focused in Christ. Because guess what? At the end of the day, Christ not only saves us, but he gives us gifts. Some of us come to church and we sit on our gifts. God said, no, nah, I don't need that. I need you to bring your gifts. I called you for a reason. It's a reason. Listen, your hug could be a gift to somebody. Your smile could be a greater gift to somebody. Your encouragement can uplift the soul that was down. I'm telling you right now, we are set like lights in this world. We need to shine as bright as the sun. Because we are in a dark place right now. But guess what? We can show unified. We can show unity. We can show that Christ lives in us. We can show that Christ has established us as one church. And we celebrate him every chance we get. Why? Because we love him. 
We worship him. It is because of him that we have life. Grace. Paul understood grace. He said, listen, grace is sufficient. Mercy, oh, it endures forever. The love of Christ, oh, it's agape love. It's unchanging. What? You mean somebody is going to give me enough grace that is sufficient, enough mercy that is endures forever, and enough love to go past even when I forget to love you back? He said, yeah, I'm going to love you anyway. I'm going to love you back into my arms every time you walk away. And guess what? Charlie, I got a gift for you. Here. The gift of God is eternal life. I got it. I got it. And he don't leave us without as a church. He really doesn't leave us without. He gave us five things. We, used, we called it the fivefold ministry. God gave us five things. He gave us apostles, those that is going to speak and act with authority and point you in the way of God. Point the leaders in the way of God. Then you got the prophets who's going to tell you that God is and he got more for you. You know, they speak from the voice of God. You know, it's like you, you want to hear from the prophets because I'm telling you, you just want to know that there is life after today. And you want to know that God still have you in his plans. And then you have the evangelists, those that will go out and speak on behalf of God to win souls, to point you in the way of Christ and say, come on, come on, come on, those are the evangelists. And then you have the pastors who got to sit in the church and shepherd you. Sometimes we can be hard-headed sheep, but the pastor's got to go and chase the sheep. But then I remember, I was one of those sheep that the pastor had to come and chase. And so I don't mind running after you, shepherding you, making sure you're all right under shepherds because we are still being shepherded by the good shepherd and without him none of this is not going to work and so we have teachers like pastor crawford you know i the pastor have to call the teacher in order to get a clear understanding of what i'm reading sometimes never listen never think that you know enough of god it's always to learn more of god Bible study should be filled. We shouldn't have Bible study in a small room. We should be having it in a sanctuary because we got too many people for the small room. Why? Because everybody should want to learn and grow in God. Because that's the purpose. That's what Paul is saying. We as the church need to come together more often to grow and mature in God. We must grow and mature. We are the church. We are examples. If we are half filled, then we only have half. God needs us to be whole so that we can give more that we can present him righteously, that we can be rightly divided in the word of truth. We must learn more, more, more of Jesus. I'm telling you right now, when I find a soft drink that I love, I can't get enough of it. If I can just taste that water, that, that water of life, I should not want to get enough of it. I should want it all the time. I should run after that fountain all the time. Talk about the Lord all the time. Learn from the Lord all the time. I'm not a babe no more. I'm not just a babe in Christ. I've been coming here. I've been in Christ. I can't just keep eating, drinking milk and eating baby food. I need the meat. 
I need to understand what does this mean, Lord? So I got to gather myself amongst those who are more wiser than I am, those who God has called before me, those who God has trained, those who God have taught and God have poured into so they can pour back into me. I constantly need it. I need to fix Jesus. I need him. I need him like you need the atmosphere in order to breathe. Like you need the air. Like you need food for nourishment. I need Christ. And he's saying, listen, if we keep gathering together, guess what we're building? Relationships, family. Oh, and, and for those that don't eat meat, as long as you eat your vegetables. All right? There's a lot of infants that don't want to eat their vegetables. But as long as you eat your vegetables, you'll still get the protein, right? You'll get what you need, right? So just come and get what you need from Christ. Speaking the truth in love, encouraging believers to provide guidance and be gentle. Nice, be nice, be nice. Keeping in mind that we were once sinners who received Christ. Be nice. Be the whole body. Be the church. Be unified. Accomplish. Be present. Stand for Christ. Be present. We, if we don't grow in Christ, then we're not alive in Christ. All living things grow. It just grows. The plants grows. The seed grows. Some seeds die, and then they grow. Sometimes we got to die to our old ways. We got to die to our old self so that we can become new in Christ. In Christ Jesus, all things are new. All things are new. Old things have just passed away. It's gone. And sometimes he has to, you know, like the seed, it got to crack us a little bit, peel us a little bit, bury us in soil a little bit. But he water us. He give us sunlight, that real sunlight, that sun, that light, yes, shines on us. And then we begin to grow. And the first sight of daylight, the first sight of daylight, you should be so charged that you came through all of that to see the light of day. You should be so excited to see Jesus, that he's growing you. And then you look around and you realize, I'm not the only one he planted out here. I got other seeds that are planted. We were coming from Lancaster, and we was going past this tree field. I guess they sell these trees. And so there's like they, they planted these little trees, and you see they were so skinny they really couldn't even stand. So they had to um, put them in something to hold them up. It's like the babes in Christ. And then as we drove a little bit further, there was another patch that was a little stronger. They stood a little bit more. And then as we drove a little further, there was some bigger trees that looked like they was ready to pluck them and sell them or replant them somewhere else. God would like to replant you in a place that you can be fruitful and multiply, but he has to grow you up first. You got to get strong in him first. I'm going to close with this. I don't even know what time it is. But there's a scripture in 1 Corinthians 13, 11, 13. It says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child, I thought as a child, and I reasoned as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. And it says, for now I, we see only a reflection as in the mirror. 
Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part. Then I shall know fully. Even as I am fully known. And now these three remains. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these three is love. Christ said that we ought to love one another, grow in each other, mature in each other, be a part of one another, bearing one another with love. If there's something that you don't like in somebody else, look in the mirror first. And then come face to face with them and say, I understand. Because guess what? I judge me before I judge you. And so therefore, while I was busy judging me, I forgot I can't judge you. I have to love you. Because at the end of the day, Christ know me fully. And he forgave me wholeheartedly. And gave me more, greater, than I can ever expect in my life. And so now I'm with a bunch of people that believe with me. I got new family, new friends. I got Tom. <laughs> yeah. I got Joe. I got Zach. I got Joan. I'm scared of Joan. <laughs> but I love Joan. I got new family of believers. Got Caitlin. Yeah. I have a new family of believers. I got the interns. Yo. We are new in Christ. We are learning to love one another. We are growing with one another. I got Crawford. I got Sue. She went out there to help me with hospitality. Yes. This is what Christ said, mature, grow up, help each other grow up, be the big brother, be the big sister, put your arms around, encourage one another, meet, greet, love, hug, grow, be fruitful, multiply, become great, because greater is he that is in me than he that is of the world. With every head bowed, every eyes closed. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you, Lord. We thank you that you, first and foremost, didn't leave us by the wayside of our sins, but you brought us on the main street of your salvation. Lord, we thank you that you washed us, that you united us together, that you brought us together as one, and that you're teaching us and growing us together in you, and that your love your love, your grace, your mercy, you're showering us, Lord. You're lavishing us with your grace. Lord, you bring us. It didn't matter of our background. It didn't matter of our sins or our faults, but you loved us anyway, and you saved us, and we say thank you. We come together and we worship your name continuously, Lord. And Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to our weekly podcast. We pray it was life-giving. To find out more about us, visit our website at roxboroughchurch.org.
and join us for worship on Sundays at 10.30 a.m.